This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. I'm mad. That's your, oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Whitney Radio. Today we've got a special guest for you. We are joined by Seth from His Dream of Lines. Seth, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Hey, doing great. Doing great. How about yourself? 
Pretty good, pretty good, just hanging out. Awesome, awesome. Man, I'm so excited to have you on today's show. I know we were supposed to do the interview, uh, you know, not long ago, and I kind of flubbed on it, so I just apologize. Um, but I'm super stoked to talk to you because you guys have some really great things in the works. Um, you've got this new EP, uh, Pseudo Star, um, and then you've released a single, uh, the music video for it. Um, tell me a little bit about um, the EP. What was the writing process like on it? Um, it was pretty – well, the, I think this the new EP was definitely um, a very spontaneous decision. You know, we kind of – we came out of the summer not really anticipating doing another record, but um, – or maybe or maybe waiting on doing another record, but the stars aligned in a certain way where it really made sense for us to um, just get in the studio as soon as possible. Um and and kind of and just knock out some new material for our fans to listen to because um, it had been a while since our last record, um, and because of that fact, it was like pretty rapid and intense. I know there were a lot of like really late nights. Um, sometimes we were calling all nighters just to get the material done in time, like all the crazy arrangement stuff that we were doing on the on, on this new, on this new material. So. Um, so the writing process was definitely very, um, very intense um, and very fast. Um, but I think that the songs reflect that feeling. You know, there's like this fresh, fresh spontaneity to all the all the new music that I don't think you necessarily would have gotten if we had planned it out really, really far in advance and really taken a lot of time. You know. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Tell me about the significance of the the uh, EP's title, Pseudo Star. Is there a story behind it, or is it just was it just kind of a spontaneous thing? No. So I mean, getting back to um, you know how we wound up making this record, you know, we were in a spot where we were, you know, we were told that if we waited, it would be okay that you know people would still be around to listen to us, you know, a year or two from now. But we 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 kind of decided that we had spent too much time in our heads um, being. Um, being apprehensive or not, or not, not striking, striking while the opportunity was there, you know? So, um, and I think that was really indicative of this general mindset that I know personally I was experiencing. And I know the rest of the guys were, where we kind of felt like we were stagnant. You know, I mean, there's something about being in your early twenties where you're, you know, you're going to go somewhere someday, but you're not there yet. You're like still in transit. Um, and there can there can be like a lot of frustration and um, anxiety that comes along with that. You know, you're not you're not a star yet, and not even star like in an entertainment sense, like even just like spiritually or emotionally or whatever your metric of success is. You're not that star. You're not you haven't reached the pinnacle yet. You're just a pseudo star. Um, and so making this record was kind of an exercise in in moving past that, moving past that mindset of being halfway here and halfway there or kind of in like a suspended animation, you know, we, we just had to self-actualize and just go for it without thinking too much about it. So I think that that's what the title pseudo star really, really embodies is where we were as people and as a band before we made this record, which was, um, which where we, like I said, we were kind of stagnant and not doing a whole lot and we, we were trying, but it just wasn't happening. So that that's where the title comes from. Right on, right on. I like that. I wanted to talk to you because I know you guys were out on a kind of a like a mini tour uh, in December, um, and you you hit some really good spots. Um, tell me, how did the tour go? Were you pleased with 
um, everything that took place on the road and uh, overall was a good experience. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a first for us because we've never toured um, in the winter time. You know, we've only ever, because of school and all that, we've only ever toured in the summer or like in the spring when the weather's been nice. So being out on the road in December was definitely, it definitely presented its own unique set of challenges. Um, It was it was definitely, I mean, each tour you do has its own unique feel. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it leaves a certain taste in your mouth, every tour that you do. And, and then this one, I think was, it was like, it was just a little bit tougher than the rest. Um, but the band we were out with hang tight, they were incredible. They were really awesome guys. So that, that kind of made up for it. The, them, them as people and watching them as musicians play every night um, and playing with the other bands that we get to be with every night, so like the local support and stuff like that, um, definitely made up for the fact that it was like extremely cold most of the time. So, <laughs> absolutely. Now I know yeah. you guys are from Virginia, and I know that it can get it can get really cold there, and then there's like snow and stuff. Uh, but would you would you describe yourself as like a winter person, or are you more like spring, summer, fall? I think I'm definitely a fall kind of guy. Um, I really like, I like spring because it's like a cool feeling to kind of come out of like the misery of the winter and like feel like getting warm again. So that's fun. And then, I mean, I, I, I mean, summer can be cool, but summer is a lot like winter where it's just like the opposite extreme where it can get like when we did the two weeks on warp tour, you know, we were, we were out there every day and it was like 95 plus degrees um consistently and so i think then we were definitely hoping that it would just for you know like maybe a couple hours be 32 degrees or something like that but i think um i'm definitely a fall kind of guy because i just like watching the leaves turn especially in virginia um it's it's really pretty here that time of year absolutely absolutely yeah i'm a fall guy as well i know um here in the south it's like we don't really get all four seasons like you know like most northern states do but to me the fall is just perfect because uh you know it's not too hot it's not too cold and yeah. it's like you know it's in between you know the the summer and and the winter you know holidays and everything so i just i've always been kind of a fan of the fall yeah i think it's just definitely like one of the more relaxed times or parts of the year as far as like weather is concerned you know except like in virginia like september leading into um october november like that that set of months is hurricane season so like we do get slammed sometimes but not or, or like north or south carolina so virginia is in like a nice spot you know i can't complain absolutely absolutely um i wanted to um also kind of circle back and talk about um the music video uh for your single um i really really enjoyed it it was um something that really had caught my attention because I'd heard your music before, but I'd never, I guess, like, seen any, like, visual representation of you guys. And I didn't, um, I've never been to, you know, one of your shows either. And so the video was really, really cool. I enjoyed it. Tell me about, I guess, uh, the, the concept of the video and was it something that you guys all agreed on? Um, did you did you guys come up with the, the idea of how it was shot? Yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, Hijum of Lines, like, we're always, we've always been, like, a really visual band, but we've never really, um, until now, until the last video, kind of created and implemented our, our, our own aesthetic, you know? So, because previously in other videos, we were kind of just taking the easy route or trying to recreate the image of other bands, 
but this time around with this new record, because we felt that the music sounded so unique and fresh to us and was like the most, um, the most, um, like I said, like exciting version of the band so far musically, we wanted to create a visual aesthetic and like a world for ourselves that the band could be in and that people could look at it and be like, Oh, that's kind of new. It kind of, kind of looks like something I might've seen before, but it's like combining a bunch of other stuff. So I remember when we were driving to the first warp tour date, I was in the car with our keyboard player Colby and we basically, it was like a four or five hour drive. And we just spent the entire drive just, like just nonstop brainstorming ideas for this video and eventually like and we were just listening to the song the whole time and it kind of occurred to us that like the subject matter of the new the new songs is like it's kind of dark but it has this like like undertone of optimism to it um so we wanted we wanted like a visual uh, like a um what's the word like a color palette for the band if you will that would represent the kind of like dark brightness you know so when we created this video we wanted to like incorporate all these different elements of you know blade runner and like americana and you know 1950s pop culture elements and you know old tech and and all these this weird extravagant light show and hopefully it all came together in a way that's like that's pretty unique um i know that we worked really closely with uh, a director named justin kroger who's done all of our videos and most of our videos um so far and he was totally on board and he really helped us a lot with coming up with cool shot ideas and how to, how to orchestrate the whole thing. So it was a really co- collaborative process and we're really happy with the result. Man, I love it. Yeah, it definitely came together. <laughs> You're right. It does, it does represent you visually. Like it goes with, with your music and just like your overall message. And um, yeah, I love it. Uh, speaking of which, that leads to my next question. Um, what would you say is the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from your music? You know, people that are hearing your music for the first time or just even, you know, lifelong fans that have been with you since day one. When they when they hear your music, you know, the, the words that you're singing and, you know, everything that you've written and, and what you're playing, what is uh, the biggest takeaway that you want them to get from it? I think really the whole point is that, you know, I'm not – I mean, none of us are in the band. Like, we're not perfect people, you know. I mean, we're just we're just humans, you know. We we have our own faults and we screw up a lot. We make a lot of mistakes. And um, and the songs the songs have kind of been a way for me to like kind of lay a lot of the um, less pleasant experiences that I've been through out and kind of like show them to the world. And um, I think the takeaway I want people to get is like, you know life is hard and and things can be difficult and sometimes you feel like the world doesn't want you and you feel like the people around you might not want you but it doesn't matter because as long as one person cares about what you're doing then it's worth doing it you know there's I mean whatever your passion is like you know whether you're into art or music or you're starting your own business or you're trying to go for that position position at a new job you're going to fall down a lot of times I know we've fallen down a lot of times and we've gotten up and kept going regardless. And I just want other people to know that that's okay to do. It's, I mean, it's okay to feel like you want to give up, but you got to brush it aside and keep moving forward. And, you know, we're not, I don't want to speak from, from a place of, you know, like I'm not, I'm not the, the some wise grand wizard who's going to preach to you like the, the answer to life or anything like that. But like, you know, we're still working through it ourselves. You know, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of difficulties that we go through on a day-to-day basis, and we have a lot of struggles and obstacles that we need to overcome, but we're still doing it. And I think when people listen to our music, I want to encourage them to keep doing whatever they're doing, too, even if it's tough and it feels like it's not going to work out. Absolutely. That's some really, really good advice. I mean, good life advice, you know. Um, you know, I, I think – uh, sometimes it's like we have the, the tendency to put uh, into categories, um, you know, just like, oh, this is, you know, good creative advice or, you know, X, Y, Z, but that's just some good general life advice that you just gave. And um, I think, you know, that's something that, you know, everybody can glean something from, you know, no matter, you know, what walk of life, you know, they're currently in or, you know, whatever they're pursuing. I think it's something that, you know, anybody and everybody can take away from. So that's, that's awesome. What would you say, I guess, um, inspires you? Cause I know, you know, sometimes as a, as a creative type, um, as a creator, you know, you, you hit this roadblock and it's, it's like you, you, you might be struggling to come up with the inspiration for something or the words, uh, or the images or, or whatever it may be to express how you truly feel uh, is there something that I guess inspires you and helps you to keep to keep going? Yeah, I mean, I think really at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just kind of I always remind myself of the fact that like, look, I'm gonna die one day, and like this is really my only shot to like do the stuff that I've always dreamed about doing. Because I'm so I I wake up every day with that with with that in my mind to lesser or greater degrees you know, that there is a deadline here. I can't just, I can't just keep watching the same bad movies and, and keep, you know, procrastinating or not trying. It's, I mean, if, if it's ever going to happen, it might as well be today. You might as well try. So that's, that's where I come from, like generally speaking. But I mean, you know, I like, we like playing music. We like the feeling that it gives us, but like you said, there, there are these roadblocks, you know, like we just finished up writing this last record and I've, I've personally been trying to sit down and write new material for the band and it, it just has not been coming out. And that's scary when that happens. Um, but it's happened before. It, it really is like when you're in a band, you listen to a lot of other music and you, you watch a lot of movies and you look at a lot of art and you gotta have to, you have to take these periods of time where you're just listening and you're just looking at the world and then you got to let that sit in your brain for a little bit and process, and then something will come to you, you know? So you kind of have to, like, do it in waves. Like, writer's block is something that happens pretty frequently to a lot of people who are engaged in any kind of creative endeavor, but you kind of have to give your brain some time to to just relax and process the information that you're taking in and the influences that you're taking in. So, I mean, you know, for example, we were inspired by a lot of other bands, um, we're inspired by movies, for example. Um, and I, I think those are the two main things. And then obviously, like, our life experiences, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are some good places to draw inspiration from because, you know, like, you, I mean, you, we all have, you know, those things that we relate to, you know what I mean, things that, you know, um, like you said, that we struggle with. But, I mean, just, I guess it's it's um, it's it's so interesting hearing it from, you know, somebody uh, that's a creative type and, you know, whose, you know, on stage persona is like sometimes can seem like larger than life. And so uh, the fact that, you know, you share in those things really just shows that, you know, we're all 
humans, and we're just connected by, you know, sometimes the most uh, mundane commonalities. And so I, I think that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on a fundamental level, um, most people are – we're all watching the same movie, and I use that as a metaphor. We're all kind of, like, experiencing the same baseline things, you know, like the same – range of experiences i mean obviously it's it's modulated by you know where you live in your background but generally we all kind of want the same things and it just manifests itself different ways in different ways depending on what you do for a living or how or how you are as a person you know i think like you know for example we make music but i think that the music that we make is just an expression of the like you said the common or mundane the, the commonalities that I think most people have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, Seth, I uh, really appreciate talking with you. Um, I just have one, one last question. Um, in the months to come, uh, what can we expect from the band? Do you guys have any other projects you're working on? Yeah, I mean, I think in the months to come, I'd say just keep an eye out for – I mean, we're releasing this record on February 16th, um, and then we're going on tour as well in support of the record. So. I mean, we're we're kind of just in um, record release mode. So see, you know, I, you can expect a lot of shows and lots of touring, and then maybe a couple mu- couple more music videos. But those might be a little bit more down the road. But um, in the near term, um, touring and that's about it. So yeah, we're going on tour on February 16th to the 27th. So um, and that routing and the uh, the tour dates are up on all our social media and stuff like that. So if people want to check them out. Hopefully. We'll see him at a show. I love it. I love it. Seth, thank you so much. Um, I'm all out of questions. I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything else you'd like to say to our listeners. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've heard of the band before, um, thanks for listening. Hope to see you guys at a show sometime. Um, be sure to go pick up our new record. You can pre-order it um, on Merch Now. Just Google uh, His Dream of Lions Merch Now, and you'll be able to pre-order a copy of our record, Pseudo Star, that helps us out a ton. Um, and if you haven't heard of our band before, um, you know, check us out on all our social medias, you know, twitter.com forward slash his dream of lions, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, we're all over YouTube. So maybe you'll hear something you like and we can, uh, we can hang out sometime at a, at a, at a tour date. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Seth. Yeah. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Guys, that was Seth from uh, history of lions. We'll put uh, the link to the links to their website in the body of this post. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're also on your um, your mobile phone or your mobile device. If you've got an iOS, uh, an Apple product phone of any type, just go to the iTunes store, uh, search for the Stitcher Smart Radio app, search for our show name, Redefining the Counterculture. You'll, you'll hear this interview with Seth. Uh, we're also available for Android users. If you have an Android phone or Android device, Go to the Google Play Store, search Google Play Music, search for our show name, Redefine the Counterculture. Lastly, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can listen to us or watch us right in the privacy of your own home. Uh, from the Roku channel store, just search for our name. Uh, once you search for our name, download the app, and you can begin streaming over 200-plus hours of original content programming and interviews, all free of charge. <laughs>